on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. The new Google tag is coming, and so are more details, but right now it's just important that we tag manage expectations. And Google has an all-new Algo update for you with the time-tested, proven name. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Jessica Lee Bud. AKA Jess. I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, August 5th, 2022. It's just the OG crew here and Victoria, our fantastic marketing intern here over the summer, because both Nicole and Shep were playing around with Bruno. <laughs> Bruno 19, so it's just us here, but we're gonna have a great time this week. So what's what's happening with you, Jess? So I wouldn't say this is happening with me. I'm pretty far, just so everyone knows, pretty far removed from the situation from a legal standpoint. Uh -oh. But where I hail from, <laughs> my family and I were on our way to a farm stand over the weekend to get some produce. And along our way, we started passing signs in front of people's houses like, free the cows, and, shame on you, Asha, and you stole from children, and citizens against wranglers, and all these things that I didn't understand. And all these things like homemade signs that say things like that. Come to find out, this farm sanctuary on the road we were driving by, some cows wandered onto her land from a farm, and it's a sanctuary. She's like vegan. She's very pro-animal. She like rescues okay. animals. They wandered onto her land, and she's not giving them back. And she's being charged with like grand larceny. They wandered onto her land, and she's like harboring fugitives. And it's this whole, there's like a huge uproar. It's like a whole thing. But people, How could this be a thing? If somebody's dog comes to your lawn, you don't keep the dog. But right? what if you thought that the dog's owner was going to kill? Like, it's this huge. I understand it's, legally, no, like, what the answer argument. is, but this woman, like, faces seven years jail time. Good. She should. But the cows wandered. They were probably looking for freedom and they wandered this, onto this, her this land. Is, it's no. like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. People need to find more things to do with their life. You can't steal an animal. She didn't steal them. She you just can't give them back. People's animals. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, they, Jason the cat from across the street wandered <laughs> over here. It's mine now. It's like this whole crazy thing. It's it's crazy. Like the community is, it's heated on both sides, as you can imagine. There's been protests. The sheriffs have been involved. And apparently it was going on a lot longer. Like I thought this was a new thing, but she's had these cows for like a month. She removed their ear tags, which is a federal offense. So like I get from a legal standpoint, all these things, but she's just trying to be like a nice lady saving the animals. She's and stealing other people's animals. They, they walked there. <laughs> I feel like I am. I would love to hear community. Let us know. Check okay. the internet. Google Asha Farm Sanctuary and you will see it in the news if you want to hear the hot deets. But I just was like completely taken aback by all the signage and then I looked into it. I'm like, oh, there's something serious happening. I was just trying to get ears of corn for a family barbecue. What's new with you? Let's actually hear from Victoria first because mm. Victoria has some incredible news. A very big life event. Yes. Groundbreaking news, Jess. I know we share very similar music tastes. Yeah. But this Sunday... I decided to go to my first ever concert ever. 
Never been to a concert. Never what? been to a concert. This is my first concert. Pitbull, um, Mr. Worldwide, what? the Mr. Dade County, Miami, the bottom line. Mr. 305. Wait a minute. While I'm coming to terms with the fact that you and I are not <laughs> as similar as I thought, I do love a good live show. So how was the experience? Oh. Everything you dreamed of? And why did you go? It, well, so first off, let's let's go back in time. You know, elementary school, Victoria. Very heavy Pitbull fan. This is the best part. She's like, when I was like, he played some of the classics like that I listened to when I was five. I'm like, five? Yeah. Like, you listen to Pitbull, you should be in a ball pit. I was in my playroom just all (laughs) bouncing up and down. (laughs) I was was going nuts. I mean, Jill from our office said like, you are basically, there's no way you can go to another concert without sitting in the front, front of the concert venue. Yeah, you ruin I mean, you ruin concerts for you. It's yeah. like your, your, your hero, um, you know, somebody that's up there probably yelling real loud too. Yeah. Like, what's I mean, up? I feel like you peaked. Like, you have to stop. Stop where you started. I mean, you got to start high. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. So I just started at the top. Now she's there. And, and that's I'm, not I'm, Pitbull, I'm at is the it? bottom. Yeah. Just candidly, I'm at the bottom. I I have a t- twins, as you know, and they like doing sports, but no other parents will ever step up and do like coaching or anything like that. So I'm a girl soccer coach. I'm not a baseball coach too. I'm You're coaching two coaches? Base- two coaches, yes. Oh, it's Coach goodness. Greg here. And so I'm coaching baseball <laughs> yesterday. And I got to use this machine. And no other parents help you out either. Like everybody just watches you. So I'm pitching with this pitching machine that I'm going. I'm moving the bats out of the way. I'm being the catcher for myself. Oh, well, everybody's watching me. And then the second inning, this little kid comes up to me. He's like, use this little golden red ball. I'm like, I'm not going to use that ball. We're, we're practicing baseball. The balls are, are white, and that's we're practicing. It's it's like a, and I go get the balls again. He's like, hey, you should use this ball this time. And this kid on the other team, I'm like, I'm not gonna use that ball. No, we're using baseballs. Every single time I come back, he tries to get me to use this ball. And the one time I look at the kid and I go, I am never gonna use that ball. <laughs> this is one of the weirdest things ever. And then I'm coaching the outfield, and everybody's all they do is pick up dirt all day. Pick up dirt. I'm like, put the dirt down. Put the dirt down. Put the dirt down. Put the dirt down. And I finally this kid, I'm like. You got to put the dirt down. Get in the outfield. Get in the grass. No, you can't keep. And he's kicking dirt, and everybody's dust everywhere. I look in the outfield, licking the dirt <laughs> off of his hand, licking it off. Nobody parents anymore. I mean, dirt don't hurt. But wait, did you ever find licking out? Licking the dirt from his hands. Sports, baby. Why aren't you playing baseball? Anyway, that's my that's my old fun. That's what I do. Okay, great, Coach Greg. Um, on a positive note, we got a review from G. Kohler 10. G. Kohler. Sounds like uh, maybe a second place Greg of the Year this year. But he wrote, digital marketing must listen for our reviews. We're asking for some reviews on iTunes. Appreciate it, G. Kohler 10. And he says, the easiest way to keep up on updates and changes in the digital ads ecosystem, enthusiastic and smart hosts. A spot for a wrong podcast. Yeah, or maybe shop. <laughs> Explain everything at a level everyone can understand. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for the review. And if you want to leave a review, we appreciate it as well. All right. What's in the news this week? Getting into the news this week, we have a thread from Ginny via her ads liaison account. She tweeted, the new Google tag, which we shared a bit about at GML, Google Marketing Live, is rolling out. The aim is to make tagging easier and ensure reliable measurement for the long term. If you're already using global site tag, gtag, jot, dot js you don't need to take any action but here are some things to know thread 
Google tag is built on top of your existing GS tag. Yeah, thank you. Implementations. So no need to add new code. Your existing installations automatically become the Google tag. Number two, there are also new codeless capabilities. So you can set up and track on page events right from the UI. No developer resources needed. Three, you can easily combine and manage your Google tag settings from the new Google tag screen in both Google ads and Google analytics. The one code works across both products. Four, stay tuned. Soon you'll be able to use your existing Google tag installation when creating new Google products, accounts, conversion actions, no extra code needed, plus more updates to come, including for those using Google Tag Manager. She shared Google's release about it as well as Nicole Farley's article on Search Engine Land that gave additional context, which was actually really helpful. So just to expand on what the codeless features are from Nicole's article, such as analyzing events, managing the tags from one central screen, and using a single line of code to enable more products, accounts, and features from the interface. And again, to remind you, those interfaces are Google Ads and Google Analytics. There will also be more privacy safe measurement capabilities and better data quality, increased ease of use. It's still super new. And by the time, you know, the show is actually published versus when we're recording now, there may be more details. But there's valid concerns and some major unknowns, I think, right now. So it's unclear if folks using the site tag currently should leave theirs installed or replace it. I know it says you can use your existing implementation, but what's better? Starting fresh or using what you have. Um, Also, nobody knows yet what happens if users decide not to install the new Google tag. So there's that. And yeah, I I love that part in the Search Engine (laughs) Land article there. And I'm just glad we're not Nicole-less, Nicole Farley here, because she's like, it's unclear (laughs) if you just don't install it. It's like, Like what happens? yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And hopefully we will find out. Again, this is still super new, but people have questions. Julie Buccini had like some back and forth with Ginny on this as well. She said, what is meant by codeless? That's a terrifying phrase to anyone who has actually implemented tracking. Um, I'm paraphrasing here. And Ginny says that codeless simply means you don't have to access the site's backend in order to make a change. She describes it as similar to the way GTM works right now, Google Tag Manager, which is great. Um, Then Julie says, this is giving me hives. Setting up this kind of thing is harder than it seems sometimes, especially if clients are in there having access because um, it's their account at the end of the day. And then Ginny did say you can set um, and adjust roles and permissions. So again, you can kind of account for some of those things. But again, there's so many unknowns and we're all kind of sweating just thinking, what does this mean? How are people going to be able to touch this codeless or not? You can, you might not be able to break a site, but you could break tracking, right? So I think people might be a little bit nervous, but we'll see. The new tag is set to roll out next week and Google recommends you add it to all pages on your site or do nothing, I guess, if you're already using the global site tag or wait if you're using gtm because it seems like you can't do much in there i'm shrugging it seems like it'll be great it'll be easy to use it's nice that you can seemingly impact your analytics and google ads setup in the same place if you want to track the same actions it seems like it'll be good i just i feel like we don't really know enough there's not a ton of info i think if there is a way to just put it you know within your basically the entire site you won't need to have triggers to fire those Google ads conversion pixels or conversions essentially. So it seems like overall it'll be fine. And and I think most people that probably listen to this use GTM and are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And this might be helpful for people that have to have Google analytics and have to install it their own. Don't know Google tag manager. It just, there's a lot of things going on with all the different tracking now. And and it'd be nice if they were just, they're like, Oh, you don't have to. Now you can be upgraded if you're on, Tag manager, you're fine, but what? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. The press releases 
from Google, as we talk about all the time, are useless. Yeah, this one starts with the measurement starts with measurement is the bedrock of digital advertising. So bringing up the Flintstones for no reason. I don't get it. But we'll see. More to come. I'm sure we'll report on it. And GTM users, stay tuned. All right. From Barry Schwartz, over on Search Engine Roundtable, the fourth version of the Google Product Reviews update is now rolling out. This update, anybody have a guess as to what this product reviews update is? I'll give you a hint. The previous three versions were called April 2021 product reviews update, December 2021 product reviews update, and a March 2022 reviews update, product reviews update. Probably a safe bet to say they'll go with something flashy like cool bags update. Yeah, no, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the July 2022 Google product reviews update. That's going to be up for clocks. That's a great name. And this update, like Previous updates, according to Barry, will take about two to three weeks to fully roll out. What's that noise? It's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. All right. And on this week's Barry's Charts with Greg, we've got a lot of fantastic charts this week. And I'm going to start with two of the runners up here. One of the first runners up you'll see on the screen right now is Advanced Web Ranking. This is sort of reminds you of the the Southwest in the United States. Yeah. But if you look at the end there, they they snuck in a little a, a, a Big Dipper. See that at the end, the Big Dipper. I do. Yeah. So that's that's third place. Second place here comes from Cognitive SEO, and again, first place was Advanced Web Ranking. Second place is Cognitive SEO. I really enjoy this because every single thing on this chart is green except for July 20th, which has nothing to do with the product reviews update. So I love it. I love it, love it, love it. It sh- would have been first, but I'm going to need everybody that's watching this to really think about this, okay? Number one, imagine if you saw this chart from SEMrush, aka SEMrush, and this was an actual roller coaster. Imagine yourself going down this right now. Look at it right now. I wasn't going to look at it. I was doing the audio version. No, no, no you look, need to look. look at it. Okay. This would be oh. a phenomenal roller coaster. I don't know if it would work with physics, though. Why? You oh, the to... one little jump in there? Well, some I of like them are like the higher. It's like nice and smooth. No, but it starts with a medium hill. Then you go straight up, and you're going to go straight down, and then you get some bumps, and then you end with like a nice smooth drop. It's it would be a perfect roller coaster where we need Shep here from her coastercation or whatever. I'm just saying it. there needs to be a lift hill in there because the second hill is bigger than the first hill, and that's not how it works. Didn't you ever play roller coaster tycoon? Yeah, and I would have made this. So thank you, Sam Rush. You are the winner for charts of the week. Getting back to a little bit more about the July Pru or product review update. Glenn Gabe had chimed in and said that uh, there is likely going to be some tremors or two with the July Pru, and he said that there could be big tremors. I trust Glenn explicitly. And additionally, if you want more information, uh, Marie Haynes had some good inf- good news there. Follow Glenn, follow Lily if you are if you have product reviews and you want to know more. And when I say Lily, I mean Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. 
And this week's take of the week comes from Rand Fishkin in a response to Dwayne Brown, at Dwayne Brown on Twitter and at Rand Fish on Twitter. Dwayne said, Google is saying goodbye to last click and hello to DDA or data driven attribution. And had a screenshot from Google Ads. And in case people forgot what this means, Google Ads, which you can choose the attribution in Google Ads, which stays in Google Ads, and you could change it to whatever attribution model you'd like. If you want to see what campaigns are doing a better job prospecting, you could look at first touch interaction, first click. If you want to see what campaigns are sealing the deal, you could look at last, you could look at linear, you can basically change things to see what touches, when you have multiple ad touches, caused the conversion and helped helped assist the conversion, correct? Within mm-hmm. Google Ads. Mm-hmm. This is Google Ads. Mm-hmm. Do I need to say it again? Google Ads. Okay. okay. So what Rand said, he quote tweets Dwayne and says, quote, why work hard to create more sales when we could just get credit for sales that would have happened anyway? Quote, from Google Ads. It's a sarcastic tweet. Are we having deja vu? He said this before, right? He he in the, in the past has said that that ads that people would have converted anyway. Which there's a point to some things. He's if somebody's looking for a branded term, I, I get some of those points. But this is him saying, "Why work hard to create more sales when we could get credit for sales that would have happened anyway?" Dash Google Ads. Oh. Like, like so Google the message ads. is coming from Google Ads, not Rand. I mean, it's not. It's yes. coming from Rand. But Rand's he's playing he's Google, Google Ads. ads. He's, okay. okay, I take it back. Yes. You want me to do that? Nope. Okay. That's helpful so for He's people. saying, as Google Ads, it's a sarcastic <laughs> yeah. tweet. Yep. Why work hard to create more sales when we could just get credit for sales that have happened anyway? He is so far out of his lane. This is an insanely bad take. He, has, he doesn't know anything about I don't understand what his dilemma is with trying to talk about ads. He has no he fundamental ads. understanding of what an ad is. He hates them, though. Hates them. This is credit for different ad touches within Google Ads. If there's one conversion, Google Ads has to report the one conversion. It came from Google Ads. They're saying which touches get the credit for it. It's all within Google Ads. You can't see this if you're not running Google Ads. Google Ads drove the conversion, and it's just which touch point was the most impactful for DDA. They're not saying... The sales would have happened anyway. It's saying what touch point should get credit. What What is going on? Why is he talking about ads so much? He, Why do people listen to him? Mm. He does a lot for us. He does a ton of great stuff for content. There's no understanding of how ads work. I don't understand what his crusade against it is. And I, I'm not a big DDA. I mean, it's fine here. I don't like it for GA4 like I talked about. I just don't understand. This makes zero sense. Like, why is he even chiming in? Stay in your lane, bro, type thing. The, the quote has nothing to, d- to do. It has nothing to do. There <laughs> <laughs> are words for how sentence. stupid this is. I know. So anyway, Roy Steves hops in and says, our testing shows DDA actually devaluing brand clicks, which is actually a good thing. The motive is to focus on the high funnel, low value inventory, but it actually aligns with client goals for once. And I'm usually the first to call out the greed. Perfect. Yeah, if you prospect somebody and you pay a premium to get somebody searching for a query and they come back and search for your brand, good, DDA might help that. And Mike Ryan jumped in and says, this feels like a cheap take. So for anyone looking for a fair statement, attribution does not equal incrementality. Messed that up and I'm not fixing it. Period. DDA doesn't claim to solve that. Could have 
been clarified with the phrase entire known jersey. DDA is a step forward for many advertisers. Journey, not jersey. You got sports on the brain, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Try this ball. And then Menachem Ani said, I believe this is for Google Ads specifically. He's so nice. He knows it's for Google Ads specifically. No, but just, that's nice. You should stand up to him more. And he says, they will be attributing sales to an ad regardless. It's only tracking a user journey, aka jersey, within Google Ads. <laughs> if there were multiple touch points across different campaigns, this would use AI to split the attribution across the steps. It's isolated to Google Ads. I don't know why we're listening to roundabout ads. And he's losing credibility every day. When talking about ads, SparkToro is great. Use content. To listen to him about SEO. He's the only person that stands up to Google. But stop talking about ads when you know nothing about them. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why am I people a LinkedIn post from Dave Alexander a bit of hashtag Friday fun did you know you can add emojis in Google Ads campaign and ad group names I've added national flags to campaign names to help identify which country is which quickly this has been a massive help in this client's account in particular as we run multiple campaigns per country so it can sometimes be difficult to spot individual countries on mass let me know if you can think of any other uses for emojis in Google Ads I love that. It's kind of like an alternative to labeling. It's interesting. Um, I feel like you could just put a poop emoji on your PMAX campaigns Ooh, if you wanted, good. right? Yeah. Or like say you pause something on purpose and other people use the account, you could put a little no entry sign. But just remember you're changing the name of a campaign. So if you have reporting based on things, like be careful. But that's a handy little trick. I love it. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Pay organic, and social. All right, first up in the paid universe this week, from 9 to 5 Google, Google delays when Chrome will phase out third-party cookies to 2024. And this is due to what they're calling the most consistent feedback they've received that is the need for more time to evaluate and test the new privacy sandbox technologies before deprecating third-party cookies in Chrome. In the short term, the privacy sandbox trials will expand to millions of users globally, and it sounds like you're going to get a prompt um, to get the op- like basically to have the option to be part of that test. So in other words, just keep baking. The cookies are not done yet. All right, next up in paid here from PPC Greg at PPC Greg on Twitter. He says, expanded text ads were flagged for copyright infringement. He opened up a case and proved that they were just being used as the city name. Example, Corolla, North Carolina. So he's got a screenshot from Google and they said, we determined that your ads or extensions comply with Google Ads trademark policy and have taken action to address the underlying issue. What you need to do is make and edit and resubmit your ads. The edit can be minor, like adding or deleting a space. If you experience issues resubmitting your ads, please contact us for further support. What? Mind you, this is for ETAs. And PPC Greg says, the legal support team knows we can't edit ETAs, right? Here's my answer. Wrong. No. <laughs> no, no, they have no idea. 
That trick does work in general, like on Facebook ads too. Yeah. If you're ever like not, if you're not able to push an edit through, just try it and then change it again. Only if you can edit the thing though, that's like a big deal. And what might come as shocking news to the PPC community, Google ads revenue is up, ladies and gentlemen, and Microsoft too, for what it's worth. Parent companies for both platforms announced their earnings the last quarter earlier this week and Google search ad revenue went up from, these are millions, 35.8 million to 40.7 million, an increase of 13.5%. Microsoft Bing search ad revenue increased 15% as well. Mr. Barry Schwartz noted in his Search Engine Roundtable article that while Google keeps making insane money, there may be a slowdown. So these are increases, yes, but last quarter revenue was up 22% quarter over quarter for both Google and Microsoft. So up still, but not up by as much. So take it for what it's worth, folks. All right, and next in paid from Julie Bacini at Neptune Moon on Twitter. Ever heard of her? <laughs> she says, more shady stuff from Google Ads. It's recommending that I, quote, remove redundant keywords. See what it says when I click on the see why this is recommended from you. It wants me to remove my exact match terms and leave phrase, even though redundant is supposed to be identical. So in the example, it says, make your account easier to manage by removing redundant keywords. And when you click on see why this is recommended for you, you then see that redundant keywords are close variants of higher performing keywords. Removing these redundant keywords help you manage your account more easily, doesn't negatively impact your performance, and still allows your ads to appear on the same searches. You're seeing this recommendation because you have redundant keywords in the same ad group that have the same destination, bidding strategy, and match type. And then Julie says, hmm, except it is recommending that I remove the exact match term and keep the phrase match term. In what world? Are those two the same destination, bidding strategy, and match type? Pretty shady Google Ads. And it is. And weirdly enough, they're saying to remove the more targeted term. Shocking. Mm -hmm. Shocking. Mm -hmm. There's more tweets about this, too. Sarah Stamen said, my coworker had an account where she removed redundant keywords. Dot, dot, dot. Safe, right? It deleted the ones with conversions. Again, they're saying it's supposed to be higher performing is saying, and there's no such thing. They mm -mm. choose the one that's going to get them more money. Somebody should look into this. There should be lawsuits. Revenue is up, Greg. Should we keep the old boy train going here? Yeah. <laughs> Back to Julie. Hey, at Ads Liaison, has there been a change in the last week with regard to conversion actions? Looking in an account now and things that were not set as primary conversion actions now are, and they are BS actions like page views. She's got the receipts, Real Housewives. She says, seeing new columns, at least new to me, called results and results value, where it is showing conversions, but also website page views. She said, turning these off now, but what the hell? I don't know what the hell. I checked my accounts and I don't see them, but it's not just Julie. Amalia Fowler has these as well. And she had a client accuser of trying to inflate metrics because they were in the account. This is a mess. This is a mess. I'm like, I'm so scared. There should be a toggle to be like, this is professionally managed. Leave it alone. That would be the, that if you actually that's want to do nice. something Google, like a setting in that. Google Ads. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, that's great. You don't need to add page views in here. That's insane. It's like the last thing I want. Convert or die. We don't All die. right, and from Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter. Ever heard of him? He has a tweet thread from. Um, SMEC, his company, Smarter E-Commerce. That's just the acronym for it somehow. It's not really even the acronym. 
Should just be SE. Yeah, I mean, it's smack. <laughs> anyway, Mike I like says, to say that. <laughs> there are many strategic analyses of Alphabet's Q2 earnings, so I'll be really practical. Are clicks growing, and what is this costing me? He has a big thread, but he's got a TLDR that mid-click growth is sustained at high prices, and the bid and inventory environment fully controlled by Google. Check your profits, which I agree with. Um, he Just a couple things that, that I thought are, you need to go find this thread. But he talked about the fact that CPCs are being flat, that is indicating unit costs are still higher than pre-pandemic, and notably higher than, than during peak pandemic, although growth and volume have slackened. And with 90% of bids running through Google Automation, it's unclear how CPCs might cool down. In theory, smaller budgets and more conservative ROAS targets could support that by creating an ad inventory surplus, yet new campaigns like PMAX encourage inventory expansion. You're doing paid search. Read this thread. And the biggest takeaway, it's criminal that Mike only has 80, 842 followers. We should get him to 1,000 now. He, This is the problem that's going on. And he's articulating it with facts. And it's like the point on smart bidding and PMAX, there's a reason we're going, there's a big push towards smart bidding. And there's a reason that with PMAX, you have no control over everything. You are going to be bidding on competitors, things you've never done before, bidding on your own brand, bidding on things you never would want to, and you're just adding more competition to everything. It's fantastic. He's got all the numbers. Mike, you're the best. We're going to move away from Google for a second, and I need to get this close to my face again, yes. so just give me a second. I have a thread for you, ladies and gentlemen, from Rocklandic. Apologies if I butchered your name. It's at Rocklandic on Twitter. July 2022 Facebook ads performance review. July is usually when performance starts picking up after a slow May and June. This year, month over month ad spend went down by 15%. Month over month ROAS went down by 10%. It was all kind of fine until <laughs> the night from July 20th to 21st. What happened? Okay, so the obvious happened, the Instagram update. Every IG video is now real. Facebook home screen or newsfeed has more AI content. The result was a huge drop in conversion rate. There are 12 tweets in this thread. You can read through them. Really interesting stuff, but some highlights. Lower AOV ad accounts, less than $50, suffered the most. We're working hard with all the brands to help manage, that we manage to help raise AOV and improve conversion rate retention, all of that, that we can work on. You should all focus on that. I love that little like shot in the arm, like let's all just try to do better. High spending ad accounts, 30,000 plus per day were the most stable, go figure. Uh, it's not Rock's first rodeo either. He notes that after every significant update, performance usually picks up in a couple of days and that this time it is different. So again, folks are struggling. And there's way more detail in the thread. I encourage you to read it, but this is the lightning round. So in closing, he says that Meta and Meta for Business are still heavily updating the platform, both front and back end. This was really interesting to me. He said, in our office, if we open our business managers or even just their Facebook home screen, everyone's looks different. So clearly they're still testing things. Who knows what's going on? Um, and he even says, what does this mean? TBH, I have no idea, but there's a lot of macro and micro factors that are in play. As far as what to expect, no idea there either, but I just love this. Work on your fundamentals and you can't miss. So prayers for everyone and just try and do a good job. It's a really tumultuous time, but if you're feeling that, you're not alone. Just communicate with your clients or your higher ups, whatever you gotta do, but it, you're not alone. Wanna end on a high note? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think Shep was lying about calling in sick because there was a Microsoft <laughs> ads announcement, the monthly one that she just loves recapping for us. So I'll do it for her. Everyone loves the monthly list of 95 new things. Most important this time around is automotive ads, which I've been testing since last year, are now rolling out globally. So really exciting if you're in that space. They're also piloting vertical ads in areas like travel and financial. And I don't mean vertical like orientation. I mean like industry specific. They're describing these as different for each category or industry, focusing on information that a specific consumer is looking for and providing it in an engaging, easy to read format. Pre-click and with images. So cool things to come, it sounds like. Some other updates, the Microsoft Audience Network is available globally in 64 markets. There's dynamic remarketing coming for travel, automotive, and events. There's new bidding options for video. They're testing automated bidding across the Microsoft Audience Network, data platform integrations for customer match. There's new ones of those, expanded audience targeting in new markets. Smart campaigns are expanding to new markets. Get excited. And there are updates to the reports in platforms. So you can check out the full article for more details, but big news for our friends in automotive. Greg, what's happening in organic? Well, in organic, the one and only Jennifer Slag at GenStar on Twitter has a recap of all of the updates to the 2022 Google Quality Rater guidelines. She is known for breaking this down quite well, and she says that there are big YM, YL, your money, your life updates in the document. I'm going to read a couple tweets from her, just again, the biggest changes from this. She says, some of the more interesting changes is Google is detailing there is a your money, your life spectrum for raters. A page isn't always a yes or no, whether it comes to hmm. whether it is your money, your life or not. So you can have, which is kind of weird, like, this one's a 10. Like, I trust this one. This one here, it's like it's like a six. Like, yeah, you know what? Your life might be okay. You know? It's like, it eh, might be all right. We can all aim for a six. <laughs> yeah. I'll say. Uh, they all, she also said Google has broadened the definition of what is a your money, your life topic. This goes in greater detail than what we've seen in their previous categories. And that Google is really emphasizing to raters that just because a page is on a highly respected website, it doesn't give a web page on that site. Automatic high quality rating. Generally, when Google stresses something this heavily, they're actively working on algos around it, hmm. which is great. Just because you've been doing things right for a while doesn't mean that you can be rewarded when you do things wrong. So I'm all for it. And then there's also a fantastic write-up from Lily Ray over on Search Engine Land about what has changed. If you are into it, definitely check it out. Neva, the search engine that you probably Neva heard of, it also has an update to their uh, quality rating instructions. And they've got a 10 scale that they're talking about. If you care about Neva, you can see what they consider. They wrote a blog post just basically giving away their quality rating score as well. And from Google News here, Google CEO, is telling employees that productivity and focus must improve, and they're launching a simplicity sprint to gather employee feedback on efficiency. So Sundar Pichai had a memo to 174,000 employees that they need to focus and improve efficiency, and they're kind of like crowdsourcing ways to do so, it seems like. People, there's a lot of concerns about layoffs, and uh, Pachai specifically talked about a toughening economy. Here's my thought as to what he said. Everybody, 
gather round. Neil, Mohan needed on deck to help us all out here. <laughs> In actuality, he didn't say that. He said, I want to give some additional context following our earning and results and ask for your help as well. He said, it's clear we're facing a challenging macro environment with more uncertainty ahead. There are real concerns that our productivity as a whole is not where it needs to be for the headcount we have. It doesn't sound good. Be now, scared. Little Finstry Amis hat right now. Love when you wear that hat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice, right? Yeah. Usually works. <laughs> I think that the results from the simplicity sprint might be talking about going back into the office. Google's made those pushes. They've got huge real estate holdings. And do you think that the actual results will ever make it out? Or do you think that people are more productive when in the office? I mean, no one is more productive at home. I'm sorry. That's what the results are going to be. They're not. Vince Stradam is out. And, and there are people that can work really well from home. I'm not one of them. For I sure. suck from home. Mark from, from the show. Mark is one of the best people I've ever seen working from home. It could, crazy. Yes. But we're not talking a person. We're talking people. Right. And many people listening are like, yep, I work from home and I'm great. And, and you are. You are. There are lots of people that suck working from home. It's, it's, and I am, I am the epitome of it. Yeah. We require a collaborative environment that's just too weird. Yes, I'm Some not, people are not a home. Not, yeah. No, no. Mm -hmm. So I, that's my guess is is that that's what's going to come out of this. And there's probably going to be more hybrid-y, less work-from-home-y stuff coming from Google. But we'll see if I'm right or not. All right. And from Microsoft Bing Development, they shared a post from Barry Schwartz, power listener of the show, saying, we're always testing. And Barry had found something that there is a search test and new feature. If you see something you like, you can uh, click on the feedback here, and it's basically about trending for Bing. So Barry had a couple of screenshots from um, somebody that caught it in the wild. And if you want to see what some of the other searches are happening, you can see expandable menus, trending videos. It's just a bunch more. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff coming to Bing. So check it out over on Search Engine Roundtable. And next up from another power listener of the show, Hillary Quinn at Proxima Webs on Twitter. She says, from being the first result in Google organic results to a featured listing that answers the question immediately is resulting in less clicks. It's my own small website of 37 pages. But you can see this example, the impressions when she got to that featured snippet jumped through the roof. It's maybe close to double, but a little bit less than that. And what happened with the clicks to Hillary's beautiful website? To the floor. That the is... ceiling to the floor. Is that what Pitbull says? No? Flow rider? Okay. The roof. The roof. <laughs> the roof is on fire. Oh, he didn't make that up. I'm sure he did. No. Well, the roof is on fire if you're talking about impressions, but the floor is on fire if you're talking about clicks for poor Hillary's site. So. That is a roller coaster you do not want to be on. No. Hillary, I'm so sorry. All right. And in other acquisition, I guess it's not acquisition news, it's just investment news. Shopify has given $100 million strategic investment to Clavio, aka Clavio, aka Clavio. <laughs> According to documents filed within the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, not a great look after you just, the week prior, axed 10% of your workforce. 
Clavio, Clavio, Clavio is a great, great tool and worth investing in. But, you know, tough look there the week after. All right. Also from Google Search Central at Google Search HC. Google Search C on H Twitter. is the letter in search. <laughs> What's the name of the robot? Net Profits? Or is that the name of the... Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Ooh. That's wow, a spider. Sass, Sorry, the spider's name is Sass, we, we, we named it before. The little spider next to the robot. We named him Net Profits. I remember the spider, not the name. Okay. Well, Terrible like, names. <laughs> we're preparing to migrate all Search Console properties to the updated item classification in approximately two weeks. In order to do it smoothly, we are going to disable task validation of index coverage into issues until we finish the migration. Thanks for understanding. If you see things jumbling around, they're they're changing the classification in two weeks. So look for it. Another thing I found via Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter, Salesforce has a shopping index. It's pretty fantastic if you are in any type of e-com or shopping in general. They've got really awesome Tableau reports. You can break down things like conversion rate by vertical, by country. You can see that food and beverage conversion rate is 4x that of, more than 4x that of home and furniture. It's just a really nice job done by Salesforce there and check it out if you sell things. Okay, I'm just going to read a headline here from Bloomberg. Podcast guests are paying up to $50,000 a show to appear on popular shows. Alternate headline, marketing a clock offering discount only $49,000 to appear on our very popular show. Come sound smart and enthusiastic with us. And that's it in organic. <laughs> What's happening in social, bud? Hi, I'm so happy to be back here in social. It's all fluff and goodish news versus that PPC oh, round. Shep, do it. Just stay so positive. I don't know. She is a gem of a human. We miss you, Shep. Here's some positive news, actually, speaking of. Pinterest has officially launched real-time insights with pin analytics on mobile. And the good marketers out there can now check in on how their content is performing at any given time. This is great for really volatile times like product drops, brand announcements, if there's crazy world events going on, and just in time for the holiday season. And I would like to, you know, get my clock skirt for using that the soonest in the calendar year. Twitter's coming for me, I guess. According to Matt Navarra, he says Twitter is testing test drive Twitter, trying to tempt more logged out users into creating an account or trying to get more data from the millions of Twitter users who don't have an account or stay logged out. He shared a screenshot of this. It says Twitter is what's happening. Test drive Twitter for a limited time. The test drive requires us to collect some data to enable personalization. To continue, turn on the setting below or click to sign up for a regular account. And then there's a toggle to personalize based on places you've been. Very, very interesting. I, I, so you're just going to basically let Twitter collect data from you offline? I don't want to misspeak, but that's what it sounds like to me. Or trying to get people back on the platform, maybe to fight those numbers. Whatever. <clears throat> Let's talk about their notes function there being twitter some updates by way of bff of the show glenn gabe he says twitter will now look to put even more focus on the author of notes and he shared a screenshot that from a tweet from twitter right that trending topics used to show up next to a published note on the web now you'll see the author's bio seemingly instead we also added the author's bio at the bottom of each note writer profiles show a notes tab on android and writers can now share block quotes in their notes so putting more emphasis on the human behind the writing also from Glenn on Twitter, ouch, revenue dropped, net income down 
Big problems in Metaland. Meta reports Q2 revenue down 1% year over year to 28.8 billion. Net income down 36% year over year to 6.69 billion. And family of apps, daily active people up 4% year over year to 2.88 billion. So there's more active users, but less money. So I think their strategy is working. No. <laughs> I was thinking about just figuring like shorting that stock. They are so they're just flailing. Everything they're doing is flailing. It's crazy. More people are using it. You're making less money. And I know like those are still really big numbers, but then that means that they're drops by really big numbers. And, That's insane. And more people are technically using it, but that means less people are actually people are using it for way less because mm -hmm. it stinks. Talk to Adam yeah. Masseri. No? Who yeah. want to hang out with that guy? Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll get our photo app back after all. Doubt it. So they're still going wild with changes over there, and they're getting rid of existing features to invest in new ones that no one asked for. So from search engine land, the Facebook live shopping feature is going away. <laughs> live shopping allowed brands to connect with buyers, but Facebook thinks there's more value in short-form videos and is shifting focus oh to reels. Oh, my gosh. It's just... Revenues down. <laughs> Let's just kill yes. off everything that was actually useful for people that spend money on your platform. Just in time for the heckin' holidays. I'll say it twice. After October 1st, you will still be able to broadcast live, but not as a shopping event. So RAP to those folks. More meta news from The Verge. Meta, it's meta, right? I've been saying it right or I've been saying it wrong. Oh, no. Who cares? Who cares, right? Um, who cares about Bruno? They might let anti-vax posts back onto Facebook and Instagram. It's not quite as simple and seemingly bad as all that. You should read the article. High level, it looks like they're seeking guidance on how to better handle conspiracy theories, misinformation, and gatekeeping next time because I guess they think there's more pandemics coming, which is terrifying but they want to have an oversight committee that gives them guidance so they can do things better next time i want to see more flat earth that's what i want more of you could just get yeah. on the platform and just speak your gospel speak your truth is that allowed though flat earth i think so okay because nobody cares about real issues <laughs> well i mean like i just nick clegg there um mm -hmm. i would like more flat earth stories those fascinate me how do you not go in a plane and see like curvature of stuff yeah, but the windows are just screens projecting what they want you to see. Tell me more, Jess. I'll write it on Facebook. See if you see it. All right, there are some hot tests underway for the bird. Twitter told TechCrunch that they are testing a new feature with select accounts for a limited time that will allow people to mix up to four media assets into a single tweet, regardless of format. So that's really cool. Awesome. If you're sharing something, video, photo, all that jazz together, love it. Perfect. And according to Search Engine Land, Twitter is also continuing to test the edit feature on a limited number of accounts. Jane Manchin Wong found that when you edit a tweet, the original one doesn't go away. Um, a notification pops up that says there's a new version of this tweet just below it, and the new edited tweet is then shown above. Her beautiful example is, good morning, and then she edited it, and it says, good morning. So, love to see it. That's it for social. Goodbye. And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. All right, this week, something that was hardly working wasn't us necessarily. We had one client that made a pretty substantial change to their life cycle stages. And they changed the way that a lead was calculated, a marketing qualified lead, a sales qualified lead, and opportunities. And we were running ads. It was a month after we started with this. 
but it was a pretty fundamental change. And what we saw was a big drop in sales qualified leads and opportunities. And so we started looking through this and Victoria did a great job doing a deep dive. We basically said everything else on the ad side, like the, the generation of these leads seem good. The leads are still there. We're just seeing a big drop off in, in essentially the quality of leads or, or alleged quality of leads. So we went through and we looked at not only for these two months pre, it, the change is kind of in the middle of one month, so we looked two months post or, or pre and then two months post change. And we identified a lot of these leads that just due to the ideal client profile or ICP, it, it didn't make it through based off of a few different things where it did in the past. So that's one thing just in general, if you're looking at that and you've got a really complicated sales funnel or journey, if there's any change in that at all and any of the classification or any any way that things are scored or weighted, it can be really detrimental. So we went through, we pulled out all these leads that were just stuck in the lead stage, didn't, didn't progress at all and said, we need to double check these ASAP and actually see if these are SQLs because these would have been in the past and just right now they are not making it there. And then we went back and looked at the, at the, the previous two months and said, these ones that were in sales qualified lead or opportunity phase shouldn't have been probably, right? Mm. So we kind of were just showing like the reality of things where things were getting stuck and it's important to not just take everything. You need to look at the data, especially when there's like granularity. Working hard data and communication. Absolutely. Speaking of data, um, new to me, in GA4, I was building a segment and the filtering criteria included a is one of, which was like a way nicer thing to do versus a regex, um, but hardly working is that it's not available everywhere. So hopefully that will change, but I loved it where I had it. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool helps you fake it before you actually make it. And it's Media Modifier, which is a mock-up generator that enables you to quickly visualize your ideas using templates. It's great if you need to illustrate an idea for approval, but you don't have a lot of time or say design resources at your disposal. We're talking templates for everything from Instagram profiles, you can see the grid there, uh, Facebook carousels, even different device screens if you want to show like say a website or a landing page mock-up. And if you work IRL, they've got templates for you too like mugs, greeting cards, t-shirts, Greg, you can go wild. And the best part is a lot of these are free to use. So shout out to Maggie of our Cypress North team for finding this one and using it to mock up an Instagram account for a client. Really cool. Again, that's Media Modifier. We'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from CXL. And the name of the article is Call to Action in Writing. Seven Powerful Examples by Josh Christensen. And Josh kind of buried the lead. There's way more than just seven powerful <laughs> examples in here. He's got a bunch of great information about trying to use more imperative words like get, learn, start, explore, click, find, order, which actually work instead of being more on the passive side. 
other ways that you can leverage power words to build excitement, like deadline, instantly, quick, cow thief, reduced, things of that nature. You can also create a sense of urgency to inspire immediate action, use a mystery to generate curiosity, back up your claims with social proof. A lot of in that kind of book about persuasion from Robert Cialdini. Cialdini? I don't know what, how to pronounce his name. Um, but at the end, there are seven impressive calls to action IRL that Josh from CXL has. And he also talks about why they work so well. It is absolutely must read. Thank you, Josh. Now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to, which you can find over at playlist.marketingoclock.com. Greg, what is going on the Marketing O playlist this week from you? Honestly, if I knew anything about Pitbull, I would pick one of those songs from Victoria <laughs> there. But I'm going to go with Shuffle from the Bombay Bicycle Club. I don't know what that is. It just came across my Spotify and I liked it. Oh, so, but you have heard it. Yes. Okay. That's I don't important. know what Bombay Bicycle Club is. Sounds like a wild time. And speaking of, I am going with the Saul Williams cover of Sunday Bloody Sunday. Oh, the, the uh, poet? What? Right, isn't he a poet? Probably. He's great covering YouTube. All right. <laughs> well, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. And this week we are joined by Victoria and we've got a little treat for y'all. Everybody's favorite game. Chef can't ruin it with her ideas and her things because she's not here, obviously. Mm. So we're going to play everybody's favorite game, Travel Buddies. Oh, no. In this game, there's one right answer. And you're going to travel the globe with one of these people. And Victoria and Jess, you have to combine on the answer, try to guess the right answer. So first up, I've got a little category. It's called Music Mania this time. Ooh. Okay. So okay. somebody that is a super fan of Bon Jovi or somebody that's a super fan of Poison? Who are you traveling with, Victoria, is the game. And Poison is just, it might be before your time, <laughs> way before your time. Every rose has its thorn. Yeah. Josh, you can sing that one if you want. Every and Bon Jovi rose. talks yeah. about the steel horse I ride. He's a cowboy. Cowboy. Okay. I mean... I almost think I'd want to travel with poison. Yeah. A little bit more rough and tough. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah. I personally like if we're in any situation, I feel like they're going to be more active and more experimental on what they're going to do. More okay. adventurous. Karaoke is going to be a wild time. Okay. I mean, you've seen Rock of Love, right, Victoria? Oh, Daisy. Yeah. Not. <laughs> right? Who would not want to travel with these people? I mean, as long as you're well, not competing for love. Poison. You're not that's who all the contestants are on Rock Michaels, of Love. Right? I mean, we might. He likes poison, too. I mean, Brett Michaels loves what, Brett Michaels. Depending on what kind of poison fan you have, you could be traveling with poison at that point. All right, you so could what, even is that bring your final poison. Answer? Yes. Yeah. Okay, let me look up and see what the right answer was. Uh, you barely missed this one. Bon Jovi this is, is no, 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 listen, I'm going to read what? the answer here, okay? 
The person that likes Bon Jovi is going to be the most annoying person ever. You've got that right. Mm -hmm. However, you forgot about the fact this is a super fan. This person is going to be rocking the horse hair and the bandana everywhere you go in homage to Brett Michaels. And it's going to take forever. You're never going to get anywhere. And it's going to be a bad decision. But everywhere you go, you're getting let in VIP because they assume it's actually him. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're never going to get anywhere. He's been doing his makeup and putting his hair on the whole time. Me too. Well, you're 0 for 1. Okay, so next up, we're well, going to keep it. Whatever. We're going to keep it here. This is called uh, facial foliage. Okay? Oh. So are you going to go on a trip around the world with somebody rocking an ironic mustache or somebody rocking an ironic goatee? What kind of mustache? Yeah, are we talking An ironic mustache. A handlebar one or a curly one? Not curly, just an ironic like mustache. a dash. Like a Tom Selleck ish. Hmm. I I feel like I feel like the mustache. Because most most people that I know that have a mustache well groom it, have it together with their mustache. I as, as wrong as that sounds. <laughs> Okay. But like, and sometimes the beard's just all over the place. So I'm going to go with mustache. All right. Well, I have to side with her because you're going to tell us we're wrong anyway. No, there's an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like if I'm being true to myself, the goatee is less maintenance than the mustache. So to your point about Brett Michaels not getting out of the room, but I'm, I'm still going to side with Victoria because the mustache looks a little bit more sophisticated, ironic or not, and will go to higher class restaurants and have okay. good food. So let me check the answer here. So the positives for the mustache are that you might actually think that that person's foreign and not be treated like a foreigner. So you've got that going for you. But you're actually incorrect because if you go with somebody with the goatee, they might mistake them for Guy Fieri and they might let you into a lot of other places that you would normally not get to. How yeah, many, as long as the dress code is appropriate. How many people do you know who have a goatee look like Guy Fieri? Everybody with Oakley's, at least. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. It's close to 100%, right? I don't know anyone with a goatee. Okay, well, yeah. maybe I'll get this next one. You're 0 for 2 so far. We this always is called be. the candy corner. <laughs> you're going to go across the globe, and you're not going to eat any of these. You're just going with a person that your favorite candy is Skittles or somebody whose favorite candy is Raisinets. Oh, Raisinets. <laughs> Raisin, what an interesting person whose favorite candy is Raisinets. Victoria? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to go against you with this one on the Skittles. They're a little bit weird, quirky, may have an interesting time. Unless you're going to Amsterdam, you don't need to taste the rainbow. Wow. <laughs> wow. We have to pick one. <laughs> okay, I'm well, just trying to pull you onto my side here. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can. I've never had a raisinette. What? I've never had one. Live on the air next week, folks. <laughs> Raisinette tasting? Yeah. Yes. What a dumb thing to do for an audio program. You know what's really stupid? The chocolate-covered peanuts at the movies called Goobers. Like, <laughs> eat a goober. Okay. This guy. Okay. So what's the final answer? No, you, you're supposed to tell us which answer is right or wrong. No, no, I, I'm not. You're, you're, you can I'm still team go three for two today. So. I'm Team Skittles. I'm team raisinette. 
You're right. going to have to pick. Here. You have to decide. I need an answer. The thing is, he makes us be on one side so he can pick <sighs> the other answer. It's just it's not true. <laughs> I mean, if you could, I mean, if I could try some Raisinets, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday, I'll side with you on the Raisinets. Okay. All so right. you're saying Raisinets? Team Raisinets. The correct, Thank you, Victoria. The correct answer, let me just find it right here. Um, the correct answer is actually Skittles. This is infuriating. would have had it. No, she wouldn't because, have. Because the person with the Skittles likes different things, different flavors. They're going to have more availability to do different things. They're like, oh, you want to go scuba diving? Cool. Okay, that's fine. That's like an orange Skittle. Oh, you want this? It's like a sour apple back turned lime Skittle. They like different things. They're going to be, you raise nuts, you're sitting there, you're trying to be healthy and you're like covering chocolate. No, no. it's the Skittle person. No. Skittles the all rainbow. taste the same and raisin nuts have two flavors, Take it chocolate Take and it raisin. Take it back. I'll flip this table. <laughs> All right, next up. This is called... Hey, actually, we're just going to go right to the last one here, okay? Here we Can't go. Can't wait. This is the first time. First time for everything on this. <laughs> Maybe we'll win. You're taking an actual person, and I'm going to give you two choices of people to bring. I hope you don't know them. The first person, Adam Sari from Instagram, who really well, digs in when there's a problem. <laughs> and the second person... Neil Mohan, head of YouTube, <laughs> and most famous from the YouTube short where they announced NFTs on YouTube and five other items in under 59 seconds with his close-up face. Where are we traveling to? Because I need to know if shorts are appropriate. <laughs> I need to know if we can wear drawstring pants to this occasion. Yeah, can we wear pajamas? <laughs> like, this is an actual person. So you have some insight into these, these folks. I don't really want to travel with Adam Sari. He'd be shooting videos the whole time. <laughs> okay. I I was gonna go against and say Adam. You want to travel with Adam? I, you want him in your face in the morning, waking you up? I mean, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> you're gonna, you, if you're up and early, you're you're usually way ahead All of right, things. Your final answer. I, I, you know, you're gonna get this wrong. You can't afford. Which one of them likes raisin nuts? I'd like that information. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think, There's no I raisin nuts and no Skittles. I think Adam likes Skittles. Adam does so not like Skittles. <laughs> Jess, you can do the final answer. Uh, remember the Skittles. Yeah, remember when I did your favor after you went back. So we're traveling with Adam. We'll travel with Adam. We'll travel with Adam. It'll make Shep happy when she listens to the Okay. <clears throat> so let me just, again, check the answer here. All right. So... <laughs> The positives of going with Adam Masseri is he can do something horrific. You could do something, you could, you could commit a, a major crime during your travels, and he'll just brush it off like it's nothing. Everybody will be outraged. All the police will be outraged. He'll be like, brush it off like nothing, like Instagram. That's the one big plus he's it's got a good going. Thing. Yeah, but that's our guy. Think yeah. about yeah. this. So think he's about the winner. This. Yeah. No, he's not the winner. Unfortunately, <laughs> lost 0 for 4 is Neil Mohan because think of the memories you're going to get. Every one of those photos, you're going to be in the background. You might see like a little hand there, and Neil's face is going to be right up <laughs> on that picture, and you're going to have memories to serve a lifetime. And I like the fact that you're like, Adam Masseri's one up close. Have you seen <laughs> that short Neil Mohan? Point. The thing that I'm so obsessed with in my life. 
Nope, it's Neil Mohan, 100% of the way. You're 0 for 4. I think I think this is a biased answer. I think Greg just favors Neil over Adam. He favors you whatever we don't it. pick is the rule. No, no. There's an Victoria, answer. Okay. You no, have no idea the history. It's everybody's favorite game. <laughs> no. And I appreciate you all, and we will see you next week.